Yo, what's up, everyone? Yo, how are you doing? I'm doing well. To all of our listeners, my name is June. My name is Stephanie. And we would like to welcome you all to Moments with the Marcelins. Yo, I'm so excited. This is episode one. This is our very first episode, and I'm very excited to start this new journey and uh, everything that we're going to be talking about. Absolutely. The topic today is kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. What are we talking about today? We're talking about cancel culture. Actually, canceling cancel culture. Mm. I think this, um, what we're seeing in society today, it's not nothing new. You know, it's not nothing that um, hasn't already happened. Um, it's not something that is outside of, you know, norms and, and what people see in their culture and, and everything like that. But I think the way that it's escalated itself now into our day-to-day lives yeah. um, and how prevalent it is, I think it needs to be talked about. Dictionary.com sums up cancel culture pretty well. It refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for public figures and companies after they have done or said something that is considered to be objectionable or offensive. So in other words, cancel culture is basically uh, generally discussed as being performed on social media. It's it's a form of basically group shaming. Yeah, absolutely. Or even bullying <laughs> in another lame's terms. Like, you know, it really is people just um, sometimes even bashing um, or literally tearing people and organizations down mm-hmm. um, because of different beliefs, viewpoints, um, understandings, and things things of that nature that you just shared. Yeah, and it's interesting the different reasons why people are canceled. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, it's a wide array of things. It's not just one thing. Right. Um, and I think also cancel culture, which I know we're going to talk about, is um, it doesn't just happen to someone. We can do that to ourselves, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So I think the first thing is that, you know, people cancel others because they don't say or do something the way that they would have said or done something first. You know, can you elaborate a little bit about that? Like, how does that work? Yeah, for sure. I mean, recently, just uh, within the news, I know the NBA seasons kind of came back. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that uh, a lot of the players have been doing throughout all the sports is everyone has been taking a knee as a symbolic gesture to what, you know, Colin Kaepernick was doing back in 2016. Right. Um, just, you know, on standing for um, injustices that are taking place and standing up for those who have lost their lives. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know Orlando Magic, were ha- they had a game and uh, everyone was kneeling. Everyone had on, you know, their Black Lives Matter shirt mm-hmm. and um, Jonathan Isaac decided to opt out of it. You know, so and he didn't kneel. You're right. He didn't kneel, mm-hmm. nor did he wear the Black Lives Matter shirt. Mm-hmm. And so uh, obviously online, everyone is having an uproar because he, you know, he didn't do, you know, what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I sat back and I think to myself, you know, he's within his right to protest however it is that he wants to protest. Right. I believe that everyone who has a platform, whether that platform is large or whether that platform is small, we all have a responsibility to steward and manage that platform correctly. However, we don't get to dictate how someone how someone should steward or manage the platform that God has given them. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we can have, you know, we can hold people accountable if mm-hmm. they're misrepresenting or mismanaging. But if someone like, for instance, with in his situation and when they asked him about it at the end of the game he says i just don't you know feel that wearing a shirt 
or kneeling and I'm paraphrasing. He does believe that Black Lives Matter, but he doesn't feel that that is helping necessarily in that area. Now, I could disagree with that because I think, you know, symbolism, it brings forth a good point. And awareness and understanding. And awareness and understanding. Mm-hmm. But that is also his right. And so if we disagree, that is okay, but I don't cancel him out. And yeah. so that's what we see oftentimes that if you don't do it the way I would want you to do mm-hmm. it from step one to step 10 then you're canceled or you're a sellout and it's like we got to stop that what are your thoughts no i i completely agree i think that we have uh you know sometimes put people in positions where we literally idolize them and if they do not do exactly what we think that they should do then you know they fail us you know Um, We put people in platforms and pedestals when all reality, they're still humans. And when it comes to you expressing yourself in one way or another, like I love what you mentioned, it's okay to call them out like, hey, even asking him like, why, why did you do that? You know, and even taking a posture of curiosity, like, I Mm. wonder why he didn't kneel. He is an African-American male. This is him. This is his community, his culture, you know, different things like that. Why didn't he kneel? And so instead of me just be like, no, you didn't do something right. It's like, why didn't you do that? And I'm trying to, I'm coming from a place of trying to understand. Mm -hmm. I think that we already come from a place of prejudgment before we ever even ask the question, why? Yeah. Or, or, or teach me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love what you said because you said the posture. It's important that we take a posture of curiosity instead of one of critique. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, human nature, we're so quick to just critique and I've been guilty of it, Mm -hmm. you know, but then when you really sit back and before judging, you know, you, you take a posture of curiosity, like why did that person do that? Or let me try to put myself in that individual shoe because I would want the same for me. I would want to be given the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. You don't want to be automatically condemned to something without giving the, the proper, due process you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like what happened can you explain it like i'm trying to understand but i think again everyone is always on the fence yeah. of offense and when it comes to cancel culture it is about offense yeah it is about that bait that everyone all of us i've been guilty of it myself we automatically bite the offense right but when it comes to cancel culture we choose to be offended by things yeah yeah we choose That's to so allow good. that to uh, you know penetrate our soul and our mm-hmm. mind and our heart mm-hmm. and then it change us and make us bitter and all these different things when it comes to cancel culture it is about what i choose to be offended by and the thing is i cannot let that bait control me yeah. I cannot. And I see it all the time on social media. You're scrolling this, you're scrolling that, you're seeing a news, you're seeing this. Oh, this person said this and that. It's not about me just, um, you know what I mean? Not not choosing to, it's it's about me wanting to understand, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not being offended by everything that happens in our society. You know, it's, 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 it's funny that you say offended because people can't offend you without your consent. That's so true. Like absolutely, pe- people cannot offend you without your consent. And a response is better than a reaction. Oftentimes, when we see, mm-hmm. because another reason sometimes people are canceled is because of a mistake that they made. Yeah. So I saw a tweet. It was the funniest thing ever. It <laughs> said, it um, 
2020 summer is canceled. Did someone go back and look at their old tweets? Like, I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world because it's That's just so like, true. that is what we do. Like, as a society, we cancel people based off a mistake that they made That's as right. well. Not just by what they do that we don't necessarily agree with. But sometimes, you know, society cancels people out because of a mistake that they made and That's they right. hold it to them. Yeah. And so this person is already you know, paid their debt to society, whether this person has been incarcerated or this person's already apologized maybe for a tweet that they've said yeah. five, six years ago, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, no, we're going to hold you to that mistake that you made. Yeah. And it's interesting because when it comes to us, we want that grace. We want that benefit of, of the doubt. Absolutely. But whenever someone is kind of out of pocket and someone is out of line, we want to just shame, shame, shame. You did this. I can't believe you. And I'm going to hold you to a decision that you made. And Mm -hmm. so people don't label you, you know, by your name. They label you and they hold you to the decision that you made, the sin that you you did and the mistake that you made. Absolutely. And, And so we have to tell people that, hey, this is not, you know, this is not right, you know, yeah. and that we all make mistakes. And especially in the lives of celebrities, you know, sometimes people put celebrities on such a high pedestal that when they fall or something like that, there's so much disappointment. But for me, I, I look at it like this person is an individual just like me. Absolutely. And so we wouldn't be able to cancel people if we wouldn't put them so high on a pedestal and we'd understand that they're human beings just like us. Of course. It's like how... Would you want to be remembered by your worst day? Come on. No, you would not. You know, you do not want to be held to that one day where it was just, you know what I mean? It was the perfect, you know, ambiance for chaos to disrupt. You know what I mean? You lost something, you heard bad news, whatever. And you said something, you spoke out of emotion. And how many times even in our own lives and day to day do we react to situations instead of responding to it, you know? Mm. And so again, it, it just comes back to that. I need, you know, we need to understand that we need to give the grace that we want to receive. And so many times as believers, we fall short into this cancel culture. I've seen it day to day. Um, Throughout scripture, you see how God and Jesus constantly restore individuals to himself he doesn't call the adulterous woman uh by her sin he doesn't you know the the man at the gates he doesn't you know label him by his condition you know uh they they see him yeah you you know they they see him and and they see her and and he cancels out their mistake he doesn't cancel them yeah i love that you brought up the uh woman that committed adultery because when we look in in john chapter 8 you know and we see this woman who was caught in the act of adultery and in those times in scripture if you were to uh commit adultery it is a a sin in a, in a, it's a death sentence. and it's a, an offense that is punishable by death mm-hmm. yeah you heard that right punishable by death and so you know when we read in john chapter 8 they bring this woman and the bible says that they place her in the center for mm-hmm. everyone to just everyone sit there and point and fingers mm-hmm. and shame her and do all of these things. And so, you know, they're getting ready to stone her. And the question that I have is, where is the man in all of this? Because in the most in the law of Moses, you know, when two people commit adultery, it was uh, an offense that was punishable by death, not just for the woman, but also for the man as well. So the simple fact that these leaders just bring out this woman 
lets me know that this was just a setup from the beginning to kill this woman and try to entrap Jesus. The reason why they are trying to entrap Jesus is because if he says no to the stoning of this woman, then he's basically breaking the law of Moses. But if he says yes, then he's breaking the Roman law because in those times, you know, the Jews were not permitted to perform any execution without first getting authority from the Roman citizens. And so Jesus finds himself in a catch 22. Jesus comes, you know, Jesus is there and they're asking Jesus, what should she do? What should they do? You know, and so they're trying to basically trap Jesus. But then Jesus, you know, he begins to write. Scriptures don't say exactly what it is that he writes. Mm -hmm. But then little one by one, all of her accusers begin to leave. That's right. And then he until it's just left where it's her and him. Mm -hmm. And then he says, woman, where are thou accusers? And she says, they're nowhere. Where are the ones that condemn you? They're nowhere. He says, neither do I. Go and sin no more. And so we see three different things that he cancels out. Like, he canceled out the noise of people who were accusing her. The opinions. The opinions. Everything. Yeah. All of that. He also cancels out her condemnation. Mm. You know, she made a mistake. You know, she was, yeah. you know, she did something that she wasn't supposed to do. But he cancels out her condemnation. He forgives her. And he also cancels out her sin. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Because he tells her, go and sin no more more and so i just you know when when i think about myself and you know whenever i mess up i'm so glad that i'm not condemned by god That's you know right. absolutely you know he doesn't he doesn't condemn me and you know i ask for forgiveness and he he forgives me and so mm -hmm. you know this is just one of those instances in the bible where we see that cancel culture is not something that just started it's something that has been yeah, long it's been before. Here Absolutely, it's not new. It just has a trendy name now. Right. You know. Right. Um. And 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 it's just so prevalent with everyone being. There's a new person being canceled every single day. You can literally look it up on Google. Like celebrities canceled in 2020. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's there and it's prevalent and um it's not new, but it needs to be addressed. And as believers, I believe that we should be at the forefront of canceling out cancel culture. Because mm -hmm. if we have received uh, forgiveness and redemption, who are we not to give forgiveness and allow people to be redeemed right, as right. well? And we may not necessarily agree with what is being said, but again, we as believers should be at the forefront of canceling cancel culture. And that is one way to talk about the issue. You know, I remember a couple of weeks ago, you know, Will and Jada Smith, it was a huge thing. There was an entanglement, you mm. know? And, and everyone was, you know, talking about the entanglement and different things like that and their relationship and bashing yeah. him and bashing her and all these different things. And whatever, you know, wherever side you were at, you know, you probably had a conversation with someone about it. The conversation should not be about him and her. Right. The conversation should be about what is their marriage and value principles and how is that different than me? Because I am a believer and my marriage and value principles come from the word of God, That's good. you know? So it, it really comes down to that, that we should be talking about the issues and through talking about the issues, you are creating awareness. You know what I mean? You are allowing people to understand your viewpoint. Um, you know, you are expressing yourself, but you're not um, devaluing and you're not destroying the life or the image of someone else. Yeah, that's good because we're all created in his image, you know, Imago Dei, you know, we are the Salem, we are the shadow, you know, we yeah. are the reflection Absolutely. of God. And so it's important 
that we don't cancel other people because God doesn't cancel us. That's God right. doesn't cancel us. You know, I love Ephesians chapter two and where Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus. And he says, you know, prior to us even having a relationship with God, we were dead in our trespasses. Mm -hmm. So we were dead men and women walking, you know, yeah. and so we were alive, but spiritually we were dead. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say, but God, who was rich in mercy with his great love, he loved us. And even though we were dead in our trespasses, we became, he made us alive together for it is by grace that you have been saved. Mm -hmm. Now, when we think and we talk about the word grace, it's one of those things where it's so misunderstood and Absolutely. abused, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so grace is, is a gift that God has given us mm -hmm. of salvation, of relationship with him that you and I don't deserve, mm -hmm. you That's know? Right. And mercy is God withholding the wrath from us that you and I do deserve mm -hmm. because of our sin. That's right. You know, and so he shows us grace and he also shows us mercy. And he says, it is for it is by grace that you've been saved, not by work, so that you cannot boast. boast. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't brag because, you know, oftentimes we try to uh and and society has taught us that you work you work for significance. And I know personally for me you know, in my childhood, it was kind of like that where I felt like I was accepted based on my performance. And I kind of viewed God through that lens. And so mentally, I could read this passage and I could tell myself that I'm saved by grace. But in my heart, I don't think that it, it clicked for me. I had to learn and I had to really understand that there is nothing that I can do to earn God's love. That's right. And there's nothing that I can do for him to remove his love from me. But check this out. That doesn't mean or gives me the liberty and a license to live buck wild mm -hmm. because an evidence of my faith is what I do. That's right. For God, mm -hmm. you know, everything so, that I practice, everything that I do, everything that I say right. comes out of that one understanding of grace and his love. Yeah. And it's like when we understand God's grace it's to change how we view God for one, mm -hmm. because he's not just someone who's just up there, not involved because he's very involved. Mm -hmm. It should change how we view ourselves and it should also change how we view others. Yeah. And when we view others through the lens of Christ, mm -hmm. we can't cancel them. Yeah. We can't condemn them. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I, it's beautiful how you say that, that once we see them through that lens, we cannot cancel them because we are able to see ourselves as well, you know? We're able to see ourselves the same way that God sees us, you know. Um, I, I truly believe that if um, we practice, uh, you know, holding people accountable and talking about issues and not canceling people individually, mm -hmm. I can call them out, June. Yeah. But I can also call them in. Yeah. You know, so good. I can reach out to you and I can tell you, hey, what you said was wrong. Mm -hmm. And this is biblically why it's wrong. You know what I mean? Or even, hey, I don't agree with what you said. And mm. this is why. But I'm not going to cancel you out because of that. And I love that there was a tweet that you have. Yes. That that I, I want you to read it. Yeah. Um, KB summarized yeah. this up. Shout out to KB, a Christian rapper. Y'all should check him out. He says, he tweets, this is the church. We will rebuke you when you are wrong. We will forgive you when you repent, but we will not cancel you when you are down. 
Mm-hmm. For Christ will not cancel us. Cancel culture is not kingdom culture. That's right. We don't just applaud the righteous. We restore the fallen. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think it honestly explains from a biblical perspective why cancel culture is not God, it's not kingdom culture, mm. you know? And if we are walking on this earth, we have a kingdom mission. Mm-hmm. And we cannot be doing things that are going to cancel out that mission, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I completely agree. We're in that, we're in the ministry of reconciliation with calling people in, with mending the brokenhearted, with restoring those that are broken and lost um, in this world. And we need to be contributors um, and, and ambassadors of that. Absolutely. And, you know, I know we're going to wrap up soon, but you can't cancel God's plan. Come on. You know, you cannot cancel God's plan. Like the enemy thought he had, he had, he canceled God's plan in Genesis chapter three with Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. He -hmm. thought he canceled God's plan in the gospels when Jesus is executed. That's right. But little did he know he was advancing God's plan. (laughs) And that's why one of my favorite passages when it comes to the life of Jesus, obviously Jesus is like my favorite character in the Bible, Mm -hmm. but someone else like that. I love their story is Joseph. Yes. Because you think about everything that he had to endure being sold into slavery by his brothers and then being in a foreign land that he Mm -hmm. did not know. And then after all of that, you know, he's then face to face with his brothers again after, you know, 20 some odd years passed by and they're at his mercy now because, yeah, you know, they're in a they're in a crisis. They're in a crisis and now they need him. Mm hmm. And they're afraid because when he reveals himself, there's like, surely he's going to repay us for the evil that we did mm-hmm. for canceling him out. That's right. He says, for what you meant for evil, God meant. For my good. For my good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Joseph would have never have thought when he had that dream, this was the plan and journey that God had for Seriously. him. But we see that sometimes we try to understand God's plan. But instead of asking God to reveal this plan to us, we try to make an interpretation for ourselves. Yeah. And absolutely. so the question is, are you asking God what his plan is or are you trying to interpret it yourself? Because mm-hmm, every time mm-hmm. I've tried to interpret something without seeking clarification, I just make complicate. I just make the situation more complicated. <laughs> of course. Whether it's with us. Yeah. You a text message. Things, you interpret things wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we, we do that with God as well. And so mm-hmm. it's like, God, we got to yield and we got to be like, God, you know what? I don't understand what you're doing, mm-hmm. but I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. I don't understand That's your right. hands, but I trust your heart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so you can't stop God's plan because God is all powerful. God is all knowing and God is all present. That's right. That's right. I think this was such an important conversation to have. I hope that your life is enriched by these conversations. And thank you for tuning in to Moments with the Marcelins. Yes. Uh, this is the end of episode one. Stay tuned for episode two. Please do not forget to subscribe and to share. Um, and yeah, we just thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, yes, yes. This is the first one. Um, thank you for the support. Take care. God bless and much, much love. love.